2: 7.06 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you. This is Inside Sports. We've heard from John Chick, the newest member of the Edmonton Eskimos, Bob Stopper as well. Uh, Roger McMillan was on the program Talk about running his 100th marathon uh, before the age of 80. He started at uh, the age of 69. Outstanding work there by uh, Roger. Uh, coming up next, Drew Edwards. Uh, Morley Scott will be on as well. The uh, Coaches Show with uh, Jason Moss and uh, Morley Scott just after 7.30. That's all ahead here on uh, 6.30 Chat and Inside Sports. Uh, let's get to your out-of-town scoreboard brought to you by Action Furnace, home of the fixed-right or its free guarantee, visit actionfurnace.ca. Now, we we talked about Monday Night Football. This is a preseason game. No one cares about the score, but the Giants are taking on the Cleveland Browns in this game, but there is a developing story from this game, a big one right now. Odell Beckham Jr., one of the best receivers in the NFL, just took a shot in the knee, and he was in some pain, clearly walking off he was able to walk off the field by himself but then he went to the back and in the tunnel he just sort of fell over and uh, was in noticeable pain no one was out there attending to him maybe he was uh, walking it off trying to show he was tough and then he went to the back and realized okay this might not be as good as I thought and uh he was down, so a lot of people freaking out on Twitter right now. Uh, New York Giants fans, of course, and anyone that drafted Odell Beckham Jr. in their top five pick in with a top five pick in fantasy football, uh, <laughs> not feeling so good right now. Preseason football, the Giants leading Cleveland three nothing. The Blue Jays are not in action right now. Tonight, they are idle, but uh, some other big games going on. The Dodgers up 5-3 on Pittsburgh. Baltimore up 6-2 right now on Oakland. Uh, What else is going on? Boston up 4-3 on Cleveland. Seattle up 5-2 on Atlanta. Earlier today, the White Sox knocking off Minnesota 7-6. Blue Jays uh, in some trouble here when it comes to uh, their wildcard chase. They did receive some help with Minnesota losing earlier today. But uh, a number of other teams ahead of them, ahead of them, part of me are going to win. The Blue Jays right now, uh, what are they? Five. They're five and five in their last ten. They have 59 wins. Uh, the wild card leaders are the uh, Los Angeles Angels and the Yankees right now. The Angels at 64 wins. The Yankees at 66. We mentioned Minnesota losing earlier, but it looks like Seattle will win. Baltimore might win tonight as well. So it looks like the Blue Jays are, you know, those chances are diminishing day by day. You could say they're out, not officially, but they will be out here shortly by the looks of things. That is your out-of-town scoreboard on this uh, Monday evening. All right. We have uh, Morley Scott coming up here shortly, but we are going to head out to Hamilton right now and be joined by Drew Edwards. He is the editor of Three Down Nation, uh, the Tiger Cats beat writer for the Hamilton Spectator, to talk a little bit about uh, what John Chick still has left in the tank how he can help the Eskimos. He's covered the 0-8 tie Cats this season, and we bring aboard Drew right now. Drew, how are you doing? Good. Uh, busy time in uh, Hamilton with the, the, the team struggling, and uh, the trade, I guess, over the weekend here with uh, John Chick coming to Edmonton. Uh, any surprise that this took place from your end? Uh,
0: I think it's surprising in that it's John Chick. He wouldn't have been The guy at the top of the list that i would have thought would have moved on uh just because of his connections to eric tillman and kent austin dating back to their time in regina but certainly with the team uh at 0-8 uh with a bunch of guys who are um you know high-priced guys who may or may not be with the team next year uh to to i think you'll see the ticats start to see if they can uh, flip those assets for, for future assets right that, that when you're 0 and 8 that, that paying money onto this year's salary cap uh, for guys that may or may not be with you next year doesn't make a ton of sense
2: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, uh, the way you you laid it out there. Uh, Chatting with uh, Drew Edwards, editor of Three Down Nation and uh, the Tiger Cats beat reporter. Uh, So where is John Chick's game at? Because you look at uh, Hamilton's struggles. He he was great in 2016. uh, But do you think his struggles are sort of uh, anything to do with the way the team has been playing? Or do you think he's lost a step? Or can he help the Eskimos?
0: Well, first of all, when you're 0-8, it's not just John Chick's fault, right? I yeah. mean, the Tigers have a number of, of issues on both the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Uh, so was John Chick a part of that? Uh, yes. I, I think that's fair to say. If you look at his numbers uh, for this year, 16 tackles, two sacks in eight games, that's not uh, traditional John Chick numbers. He's not the only person uh, on this team or... Uh, on that defense who is underperforming based on their uh, usual or anticipated performance. Uh, That said, I think there is uh, chatter that that John Chick has uh, lost a step, quote-unquote. We'll see, right? Let's see what John Chick does when, opposite of Odell Willis, and with Almondo Sewell in the middle when you have to make decisions about where you put your extra blocker or your double team. So uh, can he help the Eskimos? Uh, I think he can, absolutely. Uh, does he, can he be the elite level player that he's been at, uh, for a significant portion of his CFL career? Uh, let's, that I'm not too sure of.
2: Yeah, it's interesting because uh, you go from 16 sacks to two this season, and you're like, okay, that's a big drop-off. And it does happen to football players, but, I mean, the guy is a really good athlete, and he's been uh, such a good player for so many years. You sort of wonder that, okay, maybe this will motivate him. And at the very least, the experience he brings to the Eskimos could play a factor for that D, especially since they've had so, so much turnover here uh, with all the injuries, and it seems like there's new guys being mixed in every week.
0: Yeah, look, I, I think that that John Schick is going to be a net asset to your football team, regardless. He's a tremendous locker room guy, super well respected around the league, and uh, you, you know a guy that that puts the work in, uh, you know, both in the film room and in the workout room. I mean, guys are going to respect him, right? And and so there's there's no downside from the Eskimos the, the Eskimos point of view, right? I mean, I think that it's a risk. Worth worth taking. The question will be how well does he play, you know, for the next ten games and into the playoffs, and do they want to keep him into next year, right? And he's still on the books for another season, and you know that that'll be the bigger question. But in the short term, uh, I don't think there's any question that John Chick can help the Edmonton Eskimos.
2: Uh, Let's talk about the Hamilton Tiger Cats a little bit more. Um, You know, going up against Ottawa here last week, I thought this might be the week they they get uh, that first W of the season. Uh, Didn't happen, another loss. Uh, What are things like there in Hamilton right now? Um, Is the team still confident? Because you look at the East, they they technically aren't out of it, and, uh, you know, they win three or four in a row, all of a sudden they're back in it. But what's the mood like in Hamilton right now?
0: Yeah I wouldn't say the mood is particularly good. Uh, I think you know the fans are certainly uh, disappointed with the team's performance. Um, You know I think most fans and a lot of pundits felt that this team was going to at the very least be a contender in these divisions if not a contender for first place. So I think they're certainly disappointed from the fans perspective. Uh, Internally amongst the players obviously frustration and some anxiety right. I mean losses bring change for players, right? And the John Chick trade shows that. And if a guy like John Chick, who's a veteran player, who has a relationship, uh, you know, a close relationship with the coach and general manager, can be traded, that means absolutely anyone is, is vulnerable. So, you know, there is there are questions about uh, you know, Ken Dawson's job security in the long term. Uh, there are questions about what's going to happen at quarterback. So, Look, I, I would. Things are not good in Hamilton. Uh, and do I, you know, can they fix that by winning a couple of games? Yes. Uh, but you know, I think that loss to Ottawa. I think there were a lot of people who felt that that was the opportunity for them to get back into this race in the East Division, and uh, you know, they 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 weren't able to to do that. So yeah, I, I don't. I, I won't. I can't lie and say that things are good. Things are not particularly good in Hamilton.
2: Uh, looking at the West here, um, clearly the dominant uh, division in the CFL right now. Who do you think is the best team in the league? Do you have Edmonton there? Is it Calgary or even Winnipeg, who is red hot right now? Uh,
0: I'm still a believer in Calgary until proven otherwise. I, I know they've got a couple of losses, but uh, I think that overall, if you look at their talent level, if you look at their quarterback, if you look at the caliber, of their coaching staff, their consistency, their continuity, uh, I believe that Calgary's going to be there at, at the end when it matters most. I think that you know Winnipeg certainly by beating Edmonton has put themselves into the conversation as an elite level western team. Edmonton's right there. I think we, we're seeing BC go through some struggles at this point, but uh, you know you know, I think that in my mind that, that there is that upper echelon of West Division teams that includes Calgary and includes, uh, Edmonton, and then you've got, you know, BC and Winnipeg in that sort of second tier trying to get to that, to that first tier. But that's how I see the West Division. And Saskatchewan with a couple more wins could certainly, you know, get back into the conversation. Uh, certainly that Labor Day and Banjo Bowl set with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers is looming large for them. Uh, but, you know, certainly I, I think Calgary is the class of the West right now. And everybody else is, uh, you know, in the mix.
2: That is uh, Drew Edwards, editor of Three Down Nation, Tiger Cats beat writer for the Hamilton Spectator. Now, the Eskimos will have something to say about that. He's saying that uh, he believes uh, Calgary is uh, the top of, uh, or the cream of the crop right now in the CFL. But hey, the Eskimos are getting healthy just in time. And uh, you look at the offense, as good as it's been, you sort of wonder what it will look like once they get Bowman on the field, Zilstra, Williams now on the outside. Like, how are you going to stop all these guys, especially when Mike Riley is slinging the ball? Hazleton's been really good. Bryant Mitchell's filled in. He's been good. So the Eskimos are getting healthy, and we'll see what happens on Labor Day. When we come back, Morley Scott will join us in studio. Uh, he will have Jason Moss in studio just after 7.30 for the coaches' show. But at practice today, John Chick was out there. And a lot of familiar faces that uh, were back on the field today as uh, the Eskimos get set for Saskatchewan on Friday night at Commonwealth Stadium. We'll talk to Morley after a short time out here on Inside Sports.
1: Tester from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chat. I think Riley told me going into the game with Hamilton this year that of the five hardest hits he's got in his career, three of them came from you. I imagine he had a hearty handshake for you when you showed up? He did. He gave, he gave, he gave me some
2: good love, and man, uh, again, talk about envy of the league. He's uh, uh, Everyone looks up to, to Riley across league. He's a, a true professional uh, guy that. Uh, uh, Everyone talks about this man. He's a rentless to the end guy and uh, uh, easy to go to, to battle for a guy that, that, that'll do that.
1: so. Super excited that he's here. Um, I thought I was done playing against him for the year and I was happy about that. But uh, I got to go against him three times a week now. But uh, he's a guy that's going to make our football team better. Um, there's no doubt about it. He would make any team better. Um, he's just that good of a player. He's a guy that I've I battled a lot against, you know, back when he was in Sask and, and then in Hamilton. Um, he's a guy I have a ton of respect for. You always know where he is on the field as a quarterback um, because I think, as Morley had alluded to, uh, if you're not careful, he's going to put a big hit on you. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that's not something that you ever want to feel, but when it's from a guy like that, uh, that can put you out of the game. So he's a guy that's going to uh, obviously help our football team out a lot. Um, We're excited to have him here.
2: That's Eskimos quarterback Mike Riley talking about going up against uh, John Chick over the years, uh, t- receiving a few big shots, but now their teammates, Morley, as uh, Morley Scott joins us here in studio. Uh, what do you think of the acquisition?
1: Uh, I think it's a good acquisition. I mean, John Chick is getting lost in Hamilton. They're 0-8, and he's kind of at the tail end of his career, almost 35. Uh, I just He's going to be so much better on, on a team that is so much better. I'm excited for it. I really, I really like the fact that him and Odell Willis on either side of that defensive line can create all sorts of great stuff uh, and the guys in the middle are pretty good too. I, I did th- I did some numbers up. I added up the numbers. In the last three and a half years, uh, Odell Willis and uh, John Chick have combined for 77 quarterback sacks and in that same time frame, Elmondo Sewell's got 25. So that's between the three of them, 102 uh, quarterback sacks in three and a half years. That's, that's, so that's pretty good. That's going to be some great pressure. That's going to be some great pressure. Sewell's going to be back, it looks like, this week. He was back at practice today. Talked to him. Uh, he said, did you see the game two weeks ago when he left the field in Ottawa? Mm-hmm. Uh, he looked like he was hurting yeah. big time. Like he had to actually, as he was walking off the field to the dressing room, he kind of stopped and it looked like he just had to get his wits about him and catch his breath again and everything. He told me today it's the worst pain he's ever had in his life. Wow, and, uh, and he's he back missed, after one game, and he misses one game and comes back. It <laughs> shows, tells you a lot about Elmondo Sewell.
2: That's outstanding, and uh, you know, Zelster was back at practice today. Colhoun yep. looks like he might play. Yeah. Tell us, a lot
1: of guys back, which is which is great. And we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit with Jason Moss when uh, when he steps into the studio in a few minutes time. But uh, yeah, it was kind of crowded out there tonight. The Darius Bowman was uh, was catching football. so You know, some guys are still on the sixth game and they're not eligible to play yet, and uh, they got a game or two to go. Uh, Some guys will be back, and there was guys who weren't there as well. So, uh, you know, they, they lost six guys in the game. On uh, on Thursday night in Winnipeg, uh, so it, it's it's some good news, but it's still bad news for the Eskimos. Although maybe we can see the light at the end of the tunnel now, as far as injuries go, with guys returning just in time too. Big game on Friday night against Saskatchewan, and then you know what's next, right? It's the Labor Day games, which will be you know it's the unofficial start of the season, which I I never liked that phrase because every game's so important. But uh, I mean things change now because you're going to be playing. Western-dominated schedule the rest of the year. So every game is worth so much more, it seems, in the standings coming up.
2: Well, I'm really excited to see what this offense is going to look like, Morley. once all these guys get back. Oh, and they've I been
1: good already. I, I You really know good. what? The offense really... Where they really all fit in. They've missed some really good players, but they haven't really missed a beat for, yeah. for the most part. I mean, uh, they... I don't don't envy Jason Moss and and Carson Walsh and the decisions they're going to have to make about who's into the lineup and who comes out of the lineup because that's the whole thing. Through this whole injury mess for the Eskimos, everybody they put in plays well. Mm-hmm. And everybody they put in probably deserves to stay in. But, you know, starter's a starter, right? That's why they're starters, because they're better than everybody else. And they won the job through training camp and through their careers. So they get a chance to play again. But, yeah, it's going to be tough. There are going to be some really, really hard decisions to make. Well, it should be a fun week with the riders in town as well. Always is when the riders come to town. Looking forward It's going to it, gonna be a big crowd out at Commonwealth. And uh, there'll be all sorts of shades of green in the stands. <laughs> Absolutely. The coaches show coming up,
2: uh, that wraps up Inside Sports. But Jason Moss in studio with Morley Scott. You won't want to miss that. He'll talk about John Chick and all the uh, bodies back at practice as well. Tomorrow on Inside Sports, uh, I think Dave will be back. We'll wait and see. If not, I'll be here. Uh, We'll we'll see what happens. Oilers now tomorrow. Bob Stauffer uh, will be joined by Mark Spector in studio as well. Thanks for helping out, Kellen.
0: No problem. You'll definitely be on Oilers now tomorrow afternoon, right?
2: Yes, I will be. Can't wait for that. Right on. All right. So long from Inside Sports.
0: 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.